mindfulness mode. What story are you telling around your journey? Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness here on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host and Mindfulness Life Coach, Bruce Langford. Mindful Tribe, I'm here with an entrepreneur. He's a thought leader, he's an author, and he's host of the Positive Head podcast. So if you have interest in spirituality, which I'm sure you do, you've probably checked out the Positive Head podcast. And if you haven't, get over there when you get a chance. Well, he's got another show. It's sort of in the style of a late night style talk show. It's called Optimistic. And he's been a serial entrepreneur since childhood. And in in 2011, he was living on his friend's couch and he co-founded what is known today as uh, Resort Share. And then uh, that was named as the 569th fastest growing private company in America. Well, my guest today is a true mindfulness guy, and I'm so happy to have Brandon Beecham with us today. Brandon, are you in mindfulness mode today? I am absolutely in mindfulness mode and so glad to be back here with you uh, yet again. Yeah, me too. And I just did a search and found out it was back in February of 2016 that you were on before. It was episode 52, Mindful Tribe. You can check that out, mindfulnessmode.com slash 52. That was a great conversation. I actually went back and re-listened to the interview, Brandon, and and that was a good chat back then. And we're going to have an even better one now, right? Absolutely. Five years, you know, know. go in a blink. What an interesting, what an interesting thought that we're having that conversation in this very, in another now moment. So that's how I kind of think of our reality. Like, you know, Einstein proved that time is an illusion, right? You shoot me in outer space and bring me back a day later. I'm a day older and you've been gone dead for a hundred years, whatever, however it plays out. Well, okay. So time is illusory. Our fifth birthday party is happening on another channel right now. We're just not tuned into that. Just like the our other conversation is happening on another channel right now. We're just not tuned into that. And so that's an interesting thing to consider. <laughs> yeah, that's so true, Brandon. Yeah, and since that time, you've written the book, The Golden Key. And I, I thank you for sending it to me. It was really, really a powerful message that you put into this book. So let's talk about the book, The Golden Key. Tell me how this book came about and how you mm. you got to that point of, of writing this really earth-shattering book. Mm. Yeah, thank you for saying so. It, it Really, you know, I've known for a long time, Bruce, that I I was going to write a book or books, and I just didn't want to ever force it. I wanted it to feel organic and like just really follow the impulses of, you know, my intuition. And um, and one of the things that happens, I have a lot of, and I share some of in the book, is I have a lot of synchronicities in my world and um, interesting sort of uh, messages that will come through in in fun and in playful ways and. I had a dream. It was August 6th, actually, 2020, uh, about the book, the concept uh, of the book, the content of the book, and the unique way in which uh, I should distribute it and get it out there. And so I um, woke up very inspired. Uh, I then started to think, okay, well, what would this book be called? And, um, you know, like I said, in in the dream, I kind of was shown these ideas of how to distribute it in a unique way, a playful way. And then I was like, oh, you know what would really make sense based off of the the content of the book 
um, I, the golden key. That's that that feels like the, the, the name. Let me search and see if anyone else has used that name. And uh, I did. And first thing that popped up was a essay from almost 100 years ago by a guy named Emmett Fox, who I wasn't aware of at the time, but I, is a well-known thought leader who is really bridging a lot of the concepts that I talk about and in the book with uh, more traditional kind of Christian uh, you know, ideology and really acting as a bridge between those worlds. And, um, you know, when I pulled it up on, on Amazon, the, the, the golden key, the, the, the short essay, it was written in a way it kind of gave me chills because it was like, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to share some ideas with you here and don't, don't believe me, try and see for yourself. And, uh, you know, kind of this playful approach, like I dare you to try and see the results that get you. And that's essentially what I ended up doing with the golden key. And part of what I was shown was, Hey, make this playful and invite people to, to sort of test the waters with what you're saying. And, and I did that with a, what I call the golden game. Uh, that I outline, uh, you know, at the end of the book and, and invite people to, to, to get playful with it. So it felt very aligned with, uh, you know, it's a sort of like, okay, this is a, the hundred year later version of the golden key. Um, I'll carry the torch forward with this, this playful approach to, um, you know, creating more, uh, more abundance in our lives. And that's, that's the subtitle of the book, modern alchemy to unlock infinite abundance. So, um, yeah, and then from there, there was just a bunch of other great synchronicities, even you know, with the cover art and on and on. So, um, yeah, and you outlined really that in the book. Fun. You told us about that, and, and tell us the story about your cover art because that was a pretty incredible story. It it, it really is, and and just to kind of give people an idea with with the the content of the book itself, you know, I've been on a, a journey of. Um, uh, exploration, uh, you know, deep exploration of the ultimate nature of reality, as I like to call it, for about 25 years. And so this book really is that information, my 25-year journey, uh, you know, six, 1,500 episodes of Positive Head where I wax poetic about this stuff. And it's like, how do I distill all of my, my you know, insights and takeaways from this journey into something really digestible? And distilled and so that's really the golden key I, I wrote it i wanted to keep it short and sweet on purpose it's it's three hours to listen to just over three hours or 100 pages to read and um so uh when i when i first you know was kind of putting all the pieces together here one of the things that i thought of was is well i have a, a dear friend who is a an incredible visionary artist and we had had some very synchronistic magical things happening before in the past between with this piece that I ended up uh, acquiring from him years ago. And so I thought of him instantly as well, if I'm going to do, you know, the cover art, I need who can who can make some really epic art for me. And I thought of my friend Vajra and and then I thought, well, and he's as the quintessential artist that he is, he takes time with his pieces. It could be, you know, I'm, I'm trying to write this, get it out there and keep keep moving, you know. And um, so I didn't know if it would be too lengthy of a of a process to have him do the cover art. So but if, so at first I didn't reach out to him. And then uh, after some time, I, I thought, well, you know what, maybe I will. And I, I did. And I, I went to tell him everything that had happened with, you know, the book coming in a dream and then the, the Emmett Fox thing and that synchronicity. And, and, you know, I just gave him my whole spiel. Here's what it's going to be about. And so I was just wondering, would there be enough time for you to create the cover art based off of my vision of a, of a release, you know, uh, uh, timeline? And after I'd kind of given him my whole spiel, he said, well, 
now that you've uh, kind of shared with me about your dream and how all this came about, I've got a dream I want to tell you about. And he gets out his dream journal and he starts reading uh, this recounting of a dream he had had a few months earlier. And it was, you know, very detailed. And it entailed him coming in the dream to the Mystic Manor, which is the communal property that I, I manage in, in the Los Angeles area. And he's like, I was at the Mystic Manor in my dream and I was hunting for the key to everything. And he went about, he went on to tell me all the details of this dream. It was a pretty wild twisting, you know, it, it, tale. And he, he, he then, after he's done recounting everything to me, he goes, and to, um, to kind of uh, answer your question, will I create uh, the cover art, you know, a key cover art uh, for for you for the book? Um, well, I've already started it. I was so inspired by this dream months ago. Here's the the first rendition of what I've been working on, uh, creating the key to everything. So as you can imagine, we were both kind of floored by the fact that <laughs> he had helped with the time frame spirit had helped with the time frame by giving him the information months before um, I would ask him an amazing story. Absolutely amazing. Brandon, I want to talk about the first key. I really resonated with this. The first key is see the oneness. So mm. tell us about the first key and how you came to this one. Yeah. You know, I think uh, I, I start the book off really tying in some, uh, you know, some of the, the, uh, ideas surrounding quantum physics. And I, I believe that, um, you know, spirituality and science are doing a dance right now that they never have before. And in the past, they were even kind of put at odds. And now you can see a lot of the understandings pertaining to quantum physics really support a lot of these spiritual concepts, um, you know, like seeing that it's all one, right? That sounds like a very spiritual thing. It all is one. And now we know from a physical perspective that absolutely all is one. If you look at the particles that make up, um, you know, the atoms that make up my body, you know, this, you're hearing this voice and it's, it comes out of this, this body made of these atoms that have a long history. They're much older than, than their current iteration as Brandon Beecham. Uh, and what are the roots? Well, they go back to the beginning of the known universe. And at some point they had even a life as part of a, a, a star, a young star it lived young, you know, it's, it's, it's childhood, it's adolescence, it's young adult life. It's, uh, you know, middle age, old age. Eventually it had its, its uh, natural death and explode as any star should it exploded outward when it when it when that star died and the guts its guts were cast and strewn across the galaxy and including these atoms that then eventually formed up out of another planet and then and now currently in this current moment now moment as me and so we can see that we're actually made of the same stuff uh, physically, uh, it, you know, it's all, it's, uh, you're made of the same stuff. It's, all, the, you know, as above, so below. And so when we start to understand that, okay, hold on here, it's, 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 there's only one, one of us in the room in a, from a certain perspective. And, you know, I like to, uh, Bruce kind of compare it to, I call it relative truths depending on the vantage point from which you're viewing, right? You and I are separate. We can make that argument and many would agree with it. And, and there's some truth there. From another perspective, you and I are one. 
that's maybe a, a deeper truth, but I would say that's also true. What perspective are we speaking from? So from the ultimate perspective, it's all, you know, as above, so below. It's all the same stuff physically. I believe it's also the same stuff spiritually. The consciousness that animates my form is the consciousness that animates your form. The separation between us is an illusion. Is an illusion. We are one with the source consciousness that creates and animates all things. And so, you know, once you start playing with that idea conceptually, applying it to your life in, in you know, sort of, okay, let's, let's play with this. Uh, everywhere I go, I'm there waiting for myself, huh? Okay, let's see what happens if I start acting as if. And um, that's where it really gets interesting when you start applying these ideas that can be rooted in, in even in our science. We, we also know, you know, the particles that make me up aren't really solid. You know, they're 99.99999% space. If we, if we look at these atoms, you know, it's, it's like, so the whole vibrations and the part we call solid is vibrations of energy popping in and out of existence. We don't know where they come from or where they come, go to when they're not here, but they're intelligent. And so it's, it's, it's an, an orchestrated light show, if you will, by <laughs> everything is vibration. And, um, so that's really what I, I like to break down in the, uh, you know, in the, the first key. And how, you know, we can see how, you know, even we affect each other with, you know, the, the, the field of consciousness that we share with, with things like the Maharishi effect and so on. Well, Brandon, you're absolutely a master wordsmith. I love how much oh, fun you. you have with the English language, like the word universe, Y-O-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E. But you have fun with lots of words. When did that fun start? When did you start enjoying the, the English language? You know, I, I, I have, I suppose it is a part of my path. If you look at, are you familiar with Gene Keys? Uh, by Richard Rudd. A little. Okay, Rich, I highly recommend checking out Richard Rudd's work. He's uh -huh. a guy who uh, many, you know, 30 years ago or so, he had a profound uh, awakening. He was doing some uh, yogic exercises and it led him to uh, sort of being blasted open and d receiving intense downloads from spirit. And, um, and part of that was the, what he calls the gene keys. And it took him years and years to ever get it all documented. And it's this poetic, beautiful um, sort of guide um, in, in a sense similar to astrology or, you know, um, human design uh, using, you know, it's, it's basically saying, look, within each of our, um, our, our um, all of our DNA, we have um, genetic predispositions of potential, you know. And so he, he maps it out and you can cash, look at your, your gene keys chart and it will show you who you are as your, here's, you know, all these, it gets pretty detailed and it's, um, you have the shadow aspect of a particular path. You have the gift aspect of it. And then you have the city, this sort of the, you know, the highest expression of it. So for me, my primary gene key is using words. You know, and so it's, a, you know, I, I, I believe it was just, you know, encoded in this particular character, this avatar is like, okay, this is part of the, the path. And it's, it's really interesting because the shadow of, of my, my primary gene key is using words to manipulate in, in, in a way that's negative. That's the shadow aspect, you know, when you're seeing things from more of a separation mentality, okay, how do I, how do I use the, the power of words to you know for, for selfish gain and then the gift is 
actually using it, that same power, but to actually help everyone around you. And uh, then the city is ultimately, you know, uh, realizing like, oh my gosh, you, you start seeing because you understand words so, so powerfully and deeply that how connected it all is. It kind of, it, it gives you a, a view into things that is very deep and profound. And ultimately they calls it the, um, what does he call it? The spiral of no return or something like that. Like you, you, you go so far, you, you're kind of caught in the gravitational pull of the black hole of oneness, you know, and you're going, it's, you can't go back now. And so, um, so yeah, I, uh, I definitely feel like it's just something that was encoded in me to like, you know, gravitate towards using words, you know, abracadabra means I create, it translates to, I create as I speak. We are literally spelling with when, when, when we're, when we're speaking, our words are our wands. And so using words to help, um, you know, everything's vibration, right? And there's so many ways you can listen to a song and it triggers something in you, right? If, if I can use a, a series of words that are tied into my own vibration in some way where it's kind of like, you know, we know humanity, humans are so programmable, right? We've seen it with hypnotists, hypnotherapy. I mean, magicians know this, like, you know, you were highly programmable. So if I can use words along with my own unique vibrational offering to just, it's like pressing bo buttons on a, you know, that the, the heart is like a, you know, keyboard <laughs> yeah. and we can help to use them to unlock uh, others. It's the greatest, you know, it's the greatest joy because there are no others yeah. and you ultimately feel the energetic repercussions of doing so. So yeah, that yeah was it a is very the greatest joy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, no, very interesting. And uh, I don't know if you if you knew, I didn't mention this at the beginning that I've become trained as a hypnotist. So I use that in oh, my coaching. Wow. And, and you know very well then. Yeah, yeah. And I use self-hypnotism and uh, it's all so powerful. Well, I love how you put together these eight golden keys and they're, they're really very, very incredible how you've well, it's, and a lot of it has to do with your ability to communicate. Was there one or two of those golden keys that was that took a long time to kind of come forward, or did they all just come to you at one time? What was that like? Yeah, you know, great question. Um, so when I set out, I did not, uh, you know, set out knowing what the keys would be. Mm -hmm. I just sort of got into that creative flow and said, okay, let's, ha let's map this out. What, 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 if I had to break down, you know, um, the, the path to unlocking more abundance that I found, what are some of the highlights, you know, what are the keys? And I landed on eight. It wasn't intentionally to land on eight, but it was really interesting synchronistically because uh, after I did so, I was talking to my brother about it. I was like, oh, there's eight keys that I've, I've sort of laid out and, uh, for unlocking abundance. And, he, he lives on the eighth floor of his building in Irvine, California. And Irvine has a, a large Chinese population. And he said, well, Brandon, you do know eight, uh, all the Chinese uh, people that live in my building, they want to get on the eighth floor because in, in both a traditional and modern Chinese culture, uh, eight sounds phonetically similar to the word for abundance. So they view it as, you know, representative, you know, of abundance. And so uh, I thought that was pretty cool uh, because I didn't really plan to have eight. <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, I, you know, I really, 
Um, I was in a band for many years, uh, Bruce, and it's kind of similar to that. It's like, okay, I'm stepping into this creative mode and I'm going to just see what comes through. And I, you know, I believe all great art to some degree is channeled. You know, I think it was Mozart or Beethoven. One of them said, look, I, I'm not doing anything except just allowing this to come through me. And so I think when we get into that inspired in spirit, inspirational state, uh, it, it, you know, what, and you offer yourself as a vessel, then, you know, it's like, it, it just kind of flows through. And that's really what happened for me was, you know, I would just get up each day and see what wanted to come through. And um, this was the end product of it, you know, is really all there is to it. And, um, and I feel like uh, they're all sort of actionable the way that I break down, you know, uh, each key as well. And so uh, I thought that was fun as well to do. Yeah, well, I, I I love that words have such special meaning to you, and I also know that numbers do as well. Have you ever studied numerology? You know, uh, high level, never deeply, but uh, I know I'm an 11 as a life path number, and, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I find, and, I, you know, I've had some interesting synchronicity uh, with with you know of course it's all numbers right my birthday for example i have like a wild synchronicity story around my birthday that continues to unfold even as of two days ago it's been unfolding for 15 years now probably and it just gets more and more um <laughs> it, it really just continues to uh add an exclamation point onto my uh belief that i am the lead actor director in my own private y-o-u universe as you touched on <laughs> and so are you and so it's a feedback loop reflecting me back to me and one of the fun playful ways that that has happened is through numbers like then you know the date of my birth um july 28th i just i attract people non-stop uh with this birthday and and you know it's my dad's birthday and grandmother's and great grandmother died on that day and you know and i, I mean it's like a 10 minute story of like kind of jaw dropping synchronicity and Two days ago, I found out a new person living at the Mystic Manor has my birthday. And it's like, you know, he's not even the first person to just randomly end up here randomly. Um, and it's just it's very fascinating to see how numbers weave into, you know, our lives. It sure is. And you've uh, you've allowed 88 days to flow mm -hmm. abundance back into a person's own direction who gets mm -hmm. involved and plays the manifestation game. I don't know how much of this we can share on this episode. As much as we want. But it's just pretty cool when you read the book and then you get near the end of the book and it's like you are invited to participate. Tell tell our listeners about that, Brandon. Yeah, so I, you know, I always think theories and ideas and knowledge and wisdom is great. And then, you know, where the rubber meets the road is applying the stuff into your life. You know, we can all, you know, I started on my own journey 25 years ago and it's like, oh, I understand that I'm one with the source consciousness that creates and animates all things and everything is an extension of me. And therefore, you know, approach everything with grace and ease and, and open heart and love. And, you know, it's all an extension of me. And everyone has a plan, as Mike Tyson says, until you get punched in the face. And so, <laughs> um, you know, getting good at that is one thing. You know, understanding it is one thing really becoming a master manifester and a navigator of your life is a whole nother thing. So um, what I decided to do is create a 
uh, what I call the golden game. And it's a series of exercises that you can continue to, you know, um, continue to practice. Uh, and I chose 88 days for, you know, the reasons you can imagine, you know, once I realized, oh, eight is the magic number of this book, you know, uh, the, the number for abundance, let's just, let's play on that. Let's be playful. You know, as the Bible says, let's, you know, um, Unless you become like a child, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. So how do we become playful? Let's create a series of exercises. And really the idea is that you could do these exercises forever. It's about, it's about stepping into a vibration of abundance on a regular basis. You know, each day we're, each moment we're, we're, we're choosing to step into a vibrational pool. And so this is just a way for people to consciously say, okay, I want to step into a certain vibrational pool. And the more I swim in any vibrational pool, the more of that energy reflects back to me and, and flows to me. And so this is just a way for people to do that uh, outlined at the end of the book. And I, you know, I wanted to make it so that because I'm, I'm gifting the audio and or ebook uh, to people, I then invite people with the game to say, okay, you want to create more abundance in your life. You have the opportunity now to actually choose whatever amount you want to put flow monetary abundance into this game by saying, hey, this book, I would like to donate X amount for it. Any amount. There's just really about the act of, you know, giving someone the opportunity to 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 uh, proactively pay for something that they've already received for free. Uh, it, it drums up a certain vibration. It, it, it tells the universe that you are abundant. It's it's truly stepping into it. It's like it's like that's the thing that I've observed with people. You know, I had a business partner who he would always just spend money like crazy, and I would notice, but he'd always flow more back to him because mm -hmm. currency is meant to flow. So I, I, I outline in the book if you're really aligned with something and it's it, it the intention is really pure when you when you support that, it actually creates more for you, you know? And so that's part of what the game I wanted to, I wanted to exemplify that and, and show people that in a real world actionable way. Right. I think it's so great how you've, how you've gifted this and, and Mindful Tribe, you can, you can read or listen to this gift for free, this book, Golden Key, for free. And you can do it by going to goldenkey.gift and then use my, uh, code mindfulness mode and you go there and you can you can listen to this and really be moved by Brandon's words and and then be amazed and surprised when you get to, to the end and you realize what he's offering to you it's it's pretty incredible I, I'm really interested Brandon in what some of the feedback you've received from the book yeah I've received really great feedback um, you know it it it's just like you know, the other offerings like the podcast, it's like every time I hear an ounce of feedback that it benefited someone's life, it just warms me in a way nothing else can. And um, so, yeah, I, I've, I've really gotten some great feedback. I was, it was named as um, one of the top books to take, take you from surviving to thriving in 2021 on um, Thrive Global. And so that was, you know, really an honor to be named with a bunch of other, you know, great, great authors. And, um, yeah, his feedback has, has been really, really good. And, um, I, I just, you know, look forward to, you know, what's great about a book is it's something that a hundred years from now, someone can pick up and it, it, it impacts their life. So it's just, I love the, the ripple that it can create, you know, and that, that's actually something that in the gene keys for, for, um, 
you know, the, the particular key that I, I was saying was my primary, I remember Richard Rudd talked about, he goes, you know, words are something that, that are so powerful. You can, you know, there's different ways that people sort of invoke power. You have, you know, think of great people from the past who maybe were, had a, we've all been around people who have a physical presence of power, right? And, you know, maybe a great general or president or leader or whatever. The thing with that sort of power is when they're not there, the power goes away, right? And the thing about words are it's, you know, I mean, I can go read Socrates today and it, you know, and it changed my life. So it's, it's, um, yeah, you know, every ounce of feedback that I get and I've started to get some stories of, uh, abundance from people that they've they've experienced in their own life by by playing the golden game and uh, we're going to be uh, the, the the grand vision is to collect some of those and start sharing those on the website ultimately as well haven't quite gotten to that that point yet but um, that's that's one of the intentions uh, as well and Brandon what was one of the biggest challenges of making this book happen mm. <laughs> what a great question uh, so you know, just freestyle talking, waxing poetic about stuff like we're doing here on the show. That's really easy for, um, certainly for me and probably everyone compared to writing. Writing is a whole nother animal. It's, um, it is, yeah, it, it, you know, you can, cause I, you can say something, you can talk and you're using all these different, um, inflections and tone and visual cues to get your point across. If you were to take this and, and transcribe it, what we've been talking about, it would look a little messy. You know, right. a lot of run-on sentences or ums and buts. And, and you know, my, my, my partner, Karen, who is uh, a speech therapist and just, we're, 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 she's so concise and, you know, her, her speech and the, the way she, she's just very concise. I'm very verbose. So thank goodness she was available. There was a window in her life where she could help me with the, the editing and everything because she knows me so well and all my ideas and everything. And then it's like, you'll, you'll read it at the very beginning, you know, thanks, special thanks to my partner in time, Karen, for helping to distill my infinite perspectives because, you know, it's, it's, she called me. When she first started reading it, she was like, oh, man, she's like, you're the king of embedded clauses, which is like a story within a story within a story within, you know, so yeah. um, that's that's the biggest challenge. You take 100 pages. It's a relatively short book and the amount of time and energy it took to, you know, get all the ideas out and then editing and then, you know, passing it over and going through all of that was um, pretty intense. It's a pretty intense process. And uh, I didn't quite fully know how intense it would be. And if I had not had the help that I did, it had been even more intense. So I'm eternally <laughs> and, grateful to her. And Brandon, what's next? Do you have another another book on the plan <clears throat> plan boards? Great question. You know, I don't. I haven't. Um, I'm sure I, I, I'd imagine. I don't have a crystal ball, but I'd imagine that I will write another book at some point. Um, I'd actually started a book years ago and got very far into it, co-writing it with a friend. And then I decided, you know what, this isn't what I want to lead with, with put, putting myself, I hadn't even started the podcast yet at that point. And um, so I may come back to that one at some point and continue it. I have a feeling I might, it's called The Fountain of You. Um, and how science and spirituality are, are emerging to birth us into the age of timelessness. And so I, I, I may come back to that one at some point. Um, my highest excitement now is really uh, focusing on 
you know, optimistic, my late night style consciousness centric talk show. Uh, I started filming, you know, filmed 17 episodes in the eight months leading up to COVID and then COVID hit and it kind of threw a wrench in all of our plans, live audience and retreats were a part of it, you know, mm -hmm. retreat guests. And so we did release the first few episodes and now I'm looking at a, you know, putting together a plan to start releasing the rest of them and then hopefully filming some new ones as well and really uh, focusing on uh, that content and creating more of, of that, that type of media is um, sort of what I'm, what I'm looking at now. I see. Yeah. But you're going to continue on with the positive head podcast, I would imagine. Yeah. You know, at this point it's, um, I'm in a race to see if I can create more episodes than anyone ever has of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I say, positive head podcast, what pops into your mind? What's an, an episode or a guest or, or something that has mm. really made an impact in your mind, say recently? Yeah. What a great question. Um, so there is, when I think of a guest that I really, um, you know, I really uh, enjoyed, it was one of my earliest guests, uh, Dr. Eben Alexander. And he wrote, um, he, he, he wrote a book called, I believe it's uh, proof of heaven. I think is the name of it. He was a Harvard neurosurgeon and he, um, you know, he, he was a brain specialist. I don't know if you've heard of him, um, but he got a lot of attention because he, um, he basically went one day from being healthy to the next day uh, in a coma from meningitis. His brain was being destroyed by this virus. You hear the Harvard brain specialist is now in a coma and dying from uh, a brain, you know, virus. And um, after a week, they said, look, he's too far gone. There's nothing we can do. Pull the plug. And they did, and then he miraculously came back. And wow. all he remembered at first was his weak journey on the other side. In his case, it seemed like a you know, a, time was not a factor. <laughs> and he was shown how the universe and reality is structured, and and, and it's just a fascinating account uh, from someone. And it got a lot of attention. Oprah had him on and everything because. You know, here's a Harvard brain specialist who wasn't particularly woo-woo. And, mm -hmm. uh, all, you know, all of a sudden comes back with like, here's, you know, here's who and what we are and what's going on, how things are structured. So Dr. Evan Alexander, early episode. Uh, and then um, episode 713 mm -hmm. of Positive Head, I always tell people is like the foundational episode of um, kind of really breaking down the core, my core perspectives on the ultimate nature of reality. When I started writing the golden key, I referenced, uh, that, that episode actually came from a talk that I gave at a, uh, festival, uh, a workshop that I did once. And then, um, and I used that even as references. I started to, to work on the golden key because it's very like, you know, here's the science part of it. Here's the, what the religions have said, here's the, you know, and it's, it's just a very great foundational episode that I would recommend. 713. Yeah, I'll have to check yeah. that out. Yeah, because yeah. I really like your podcast, but I don't think I've listened to that particular episode. Well, it's been You mean really... you haven't listened to all 1,500 episodes, Bruce? How <laughs> yeah, really. Eh? <laughs> What's the matter with me? Some nerve. I better get on with it. <laughs> it's a lot of fun talking to you and uh, finding out what's happened since our last episode, which was 52 way back then in 2016. And yeah, I found it really interesting 
interesting reading in your book about so many synchronicities that you've had in your life because I have had a lot as well and and they just seem to keep coming. What's your most recent synchronicity that you've had? Mm. My most recent synchronicity. I love that question. Um, I always ask for a story of synchronicity for my guests uh, on the podcast too. Um, so the most recent one was, as I mentioned, I touched on my my birthday. Mm-hmm. Is this ever unfolding? You know, you know. Uh, I don't know if you call it synchronicity or sign in this case, maybe. Um, but it's it's my dad's birthday, as I mentioned, July twenty eighth. He was twenty eight and had me on his birthday, and is my grandmother's his his grandmother, my great grandmother's birthday and her mother died on that day. And, you know, um, ex business partner and villain I write about in the story, um, in the book, um, his, his grandmother's, uh, birthday and baby mama. And, you know, so it's on and on and on and on it goes. I mean, it's like a huge story. Well, a couple of days ago, a new guy moved into the, um, mystic manor, the, the communal property that I, I run. And, um, he's helping to, to, with a lot of the maintenance and things around here. And he was, um, he hadn't really checked out the podcast too much or anything, but he had, I think subscribed to it on his phone or something. And then an, a random episode popped up for him and he was like, Oh, what, you know, what's this? He's like, Oh, I'll just check this out. And it, I mentioned my birthday synchronicity on it. It's this random older episode. And, He's like, oh, wow, okay, that's my birthday. (laughs) And so he comes to me and says, hey, a random episode just popped up on my phone, so I decided I would look at it, and it, yeah, I heard your birthday, July 28th. That's my birthday, too. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, that was just a couple days ago, and uh, it's, it's just, I had to laugh because it just continues to unfold. I mean, if if I told the whole thing, we'd be here another 15 minutes because it's just a wild, ever unfolding, um, you know, story well mindfulness tribe you've got to check this book out you know it's really interesting golden key the golden key and the subtitle like brandon said is modern alchemy to unlock infinite abundance so definitely go to golden uh key dot gift and put in mindfulness mode and you will be able to read this for free and listen to it for free and then you will be able to enjoy the opportunity that Brandon presents at the end of the book to participate and to be part of this really really cool cool uh activity that is it's going to be well it's a manifesting thing and it's really cool so i want to thank you so much for being on the show brandon do you have some words of advice some wisdom for our our listeners before you leave maybe there's someone listening that is not quite sure about how to manifest or how to move forward in life what would your words of advice be the only thing i've ever been good at bruce i believe is is telling a good story about myself and you know, as the, I believe we are the creator and created rolled into one. And so the creator creates with its energy and, you know, abracadabra translates to, I create as I speak, our words are our wands. We are spelling when we, we say anything. So what story are you telling around your journey? Are you telling the story of it's too late for me? I'm not good enough. I could never do what Brandon does or Bruce or, you know, um, if you are abracadabra, it becomes true. Um, what I would encourage you to do is start practicing telling stories that um, support where you want to go. 
from, from here forward. So if you've had a lot of hardship or setback or not the, the life of your dreams has not, you know, manifested up to this point, particularly you've had a lot of challenges, I would say start telling the story of, and I chose my soul signed up for all these challenges because I was such a badass that I wanted to, I I wanted to experience the contrast. You can't know that which you are unless you know that which you are not. So I would start telling the story of all of that happened to lead you to this now moment where you can use it as a tool to propel you into full appreciation of all the goodness that is your birthright. You are one with the source consciousness that creates and animates all things. There has never been a more worthy soul or being in all of eternity, ever. You are as worthy as any ever other soul ever has been, could be, or will be. And start telling that story. All the challenges were blessings. You've never seen a great work of art without shadow in it. So if you've had a lot of shadow, congratulations. Now let's start seeing the light. You know, I, I'll share one last thing. I, my brother, when he was in his early 20s, he got, uh, he, he forgot to pay a ticket and years later got pulled over and they said, oh, you have a warrant for your arrest. Uh, you didn't pay a ticket. They took him to jail. He went to jail for four days and my brother is not your typical jail candidate. Very sensitive, sensitive, sen- most sensitive person I know. So he gets out of jail at 12.01 p.m. Uh, a.m. They let him out so they can charge for another day. Late night, you know, I pick him up, take him home. I make him a hot pocket. To this day, if you ask my brother, what was the best meal you've ever had? Guess what he'll say? <laughs> hot, hot pocket. That hot pocket. And he's been to some incredible restaurants. So it is uh, the contrast. You yeah. can't know that what you are unless you know that what you are not. So all of the challenge you've had up to this point was only happening. It was happening for you, not to you. So that you could experience the contrast for that which is ahead, which is all of the goodness and abundance in all its many forms that is waiting for you to uh, align with by telling the right story around it. When you come holding your bag of sugar to be filled, it will be examined to see how large it is. What story are you telling? Grab a big, big giant trash bag, like the, the one ambitious kid at Halloween who's going around with the jumbo trash bag. You deserve to have all of the abundance filled in that. And, uh, and it is time and you wouldn't be hearing this message if it wasn't. So, because that which is like unto itself is drawn. This is a, I'm an extension of you reflecting you back to you. And uh, so I would say congratulations for being where you are and making it this far. Brandon, thanks so much for your wisdom and thanks so much for being on the show today. You take care. Oh, such, an, such an honor. Thank you and all of you for listening. Until next time, journey well. For sure. Bye now. Hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks once again for listening. Great to have you here. And if you enjoyed this interview with Brandon as much as I did, well, then you're feeling pretty good right now because I just thought it was a fascinating uh, conversation and I enjoyed his book as well, like I said. And I hope you're doing well. I hope you are moving forward in your life, feeling good about how things are, are advancing and As always, if you are having challenges, if you are experiencing anxiety, stress, if there's a habit that is just pulling you down and you just wish you could eliminate that habit from your life, if you just have a feeling that we should connect and talk, you can do that. Come for a free conversation, a free session. We'll do a session on Zoom. 
email me, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com, and just put Brandon in the subject line, and I'll know that you heard me on this episode, and, and we'll have a conversation. And I would love to just hear what's up with you and what's going on in your life, and we'll, we'll just have a very easy, very flowing conversation, and maybe it will be meaningful for you. Maybe it will be the beginning of a turn in your life. If you're listening right now and you're thinking, yeah, maybe that's right for me, well, this is meant to be. That's the way I look at things. So take what we've learned today from Brandon and reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode. <laughs>